filling up the company credit card. Now, it's not a kind of a weird way of saying, oh, the company has a credit card with five grand and I'm going to spend it. What I mean by this is actually working. Now, when you help other people out, you should do it from the kindness of your heart. And that's the absolute key driver. And I do that as much as I possibly can. But another way of doing it is actually doing stuff for people and kind of putting it on a loan. Now, it seems a bit callous, a bit shallow, a bit mean. But think about this. You work and you work hard. And I'm talking young coming into the industry. You're working all the hours. You're getting amongst it. You're learning new things. You're really getting excited. And then someone says, can you look after my shift? I've got to do something. You go, yeah, sure. No worries. That to me is a filling up of the company credit card. What that will allow you to do is that when you're having a down day, which you absolutely will, or you're running late or something to that nature, you're not automatically put in the shit bucket. Okay. You are kind of, oh, that's okay. Well, Craig helps out a lot. You know, he's quite cool. So you get a buffer between you and the company and you have to keep that buffer up. And I called the credit card. So when I was going out with my wife, I said, I've got to work late. You know, I'm filling up the credit card. And she goes, I haven't got a clue what, you, what you're talking about. And it allows you to have that leverage. And they're the key things in this company, in this industry, actually, in the company. Having leverage is fantastic. Utilizing it is brilliant. Manipulating and being an absolute dick is the downfall of it all. And we see it so many times. People come in and say, I've walked, I've worked 47 years on this and I know that person and I've worked on these tools. Those people are just a bunch of dickheads. They really are. If you're worth your weight in gold, you should never ever need to respond to someone in a verbal CV. You know, you don't need to tell people how good you are. Just prove the fucking point. And the way you do that is not make mistakes. But you know what? It's a not a binary world. There are grey everywhere in this world. I have made a bucket load of mistakes. Current project that I'm starting off now, we're making mistakes left, right and centre. You recoup and you crack on. That's the way it is. It's learning. And through learning, it allows you to see a brand new direction. It's going to be another episode, which I'm absolutely stoked on talking about later on. But this one is about that buffer zone. Now, don't go and be an absolute knob and work 400 hours a day, burn yourself out, and then it completely undoes all the good stuff you're doing. You have to be very subtle at this. And it might be a little bit here and a little bit there, but it adds up just like a credit card. So if you go and blow five grand on a physical credit card in Vegas, you have to pay the five grand back. Now, normally with credit cards, unless you're Amex, you have to pay it in installments or you can pay it in one big chunk. So what I recommend on doing is it's great to be seen, right? And I've done, done this one of being seen and, and, and heard. But when you're actually working, you're working hard and you're going above and beyond, you need that leverage from when you are going to take your foot off the pedal. So the other argument is like, well, just be normal, be steady, you know, steady's good. Well, steady's great, but when you need to, A, go on a shoot for a friend or you need to pick up something for your mom or you need to be an extended holiday because whatever, or you're turning up drunk and you're hungover, you need that leverage to kind of say, hey, can you give me some leverage? Can you give me some slack here, guys? You know, And that company credit card is key. Now, if you use it all the time, then you're going to be hit with interest rates. And interest rates means that people are interested in what you're doing. And that's another kind of a real interesting way of looking at it because if you're constantly going up, 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 then you give it in, you up, 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 then give it in, and there's a pattern to it, you're not doing it correctly. 
you need to be subtle. And the second you get that subtleness of clawing a little bit here and a clawing a little bit there, and then Peter Ball are automatically attuned of you going, oh, he's, he's taken a, a, a Monday off or he's taken whatever off or, you know, he's going to do whatever. It becomes norm. If you can get that in an absolute fantastic world of going, I can fill it up and I can spend it. I can fill it up and I can spend it. And there's no pattern. Everybody's very happy with the way you're working. You're being accredited. You're being patted on the back. And the job and the work is top notch. You have succeeded. That's the way you can actually judge this and give yourself a bit of a check. Because the people are kind of saying, well, you know, you've took mon- last Monday off or the shopping list comes out of kind of saying, hey, you've done all these other things wrong, you're failing. Now, how do you recoup from this? And this is the tough one. It really is. You have to go and rebuild. And rebuilding is tucking your head in, stop being an absolute knob and start going right back to basics. And the basics are very simple. Turning up on time. Five minutes early is always nice. Don't turn up any more than 15 because then you become an absolute nuisance. This is really important. So at Foxtel, it used to be three um, 12-hour shifts, then you'd have four days off, four at 12-hour shifts and three days off, and you'd rotate from seven in the morning to seven at night, seven at night to seven in the morning. It was fucking hard. I'm not going to lie. When you've done a handover shift and you're on the back of the fourth day of a 12-hour shift, you are seeing red. Anyone could even blink twice and you're absolutely ready to kick off. It's an emotional roller coaster, it really is. So if you're Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Bubbly popping in an hour before handover thinking, oh, I'm going to be an absolute superstar and give Craig a, a break. And the last thing that you want to be is someone, the last thing you want is someone coming into the room all bubbling and jumping around. All you want to do is sleep, have a couple of beers, go home and sleep. So what you could do is that you need to read the situation. If you're going to come in and go, I'm going to give a bit of a leeway of it, give the people a heads up, you know, ping a text going, hey, do you want me to come in an hour early and and relieve you? There's the credit card there. You just bounce up and assume that everyone knows what the fuck you're up to. You will fail. And that's another key thing. You've got to be very subtle. Read the situation. Again, my dad being a car salesman, trying to sell a car to someone who doesn't want a car is pretty hard but you find all the techniques you can possibly do. It is a little bit of psychological manipulation. There's nothing wrong with that because end of the day, if you can make that person feel happy, they're leaving a little bit early and you can fill up that credit card at the same time and you can crack on because you're rejuvenated, it's a three-way win. Now tell me how that fails. And this is the key. If you come in on the second day of the four days of 12 hours and go, oh, I want to help you out, amazing, and you cause chaos and you're, you're taking orders in and you're, you're, you know, you're stopping jobs accidentally because you've been so hyper, it will absolutely backfire. Now, you can't be Mr. or Mrs. Cool all the time. Now, it is hard to keep up this facade, and that's why all the people in the tech world have got like a five-year burn time. After five years, you get bored. You get in the pattern. You understand other people's patterns. The tech's the same. There's nothing really changing. Unless you're in a startup repetitively or some venture capitalist who gets you to look at companies all the time or you're traveling all the time or there's something that is a stimulus that makes you happy, then you have more than a five-year shelf life. But any tech people that I hang around that which are actually good, five years is tops. 
Three, you're starting to look. Normally it takes about a year and a bit to have a go, and then you'll leave and try something brand new. When I look at a CV and I see people bounce between a year and a half, you actually haven't got in there. So that stinks of something. That either stinks of tremendously bad management, um, you're not being stimulated enough, or the company's just rubbish. If you look at the company and say it's Yahoo or Google, it's got its own complexities. So you need to kind of take all that into, into stride. But if someone's got like a five, three, five, three, or any of those numbers, those odd numbers, they really kind of alert me of kind of going, these, what's this person up to? And you watch the steady incline. People being endorsed internally kind of terrifies me. I've known loads of people, unfortunately way too many that don't want a name, who have been upgraded internally in companies, and they are fucking rubbish. And you shouldn't be doing that. That's really dangerous in a company to be upgraded two or three times, where you've started off, say, as a tape operator, You've gone through to mass control, mass control to presentation, presentation to editing, editing to news, news to here. That's a kind of a ladder and that's a different progression. But if you're taking jobs of senior, um, sorry, vice presidents of product, then you become president of product. It's kind of, how's that happened? Oh, they stayed there 14 years. Well, sounds to me the person in front of you got bored and fucked off um, or you're an absolute rock star. But read the CVs of people if you've got the opportunity to look at it. It's quite fascinating to see. It's kind of like an archaeological dig when you're looking at them. Some people really rabbit on and go on about it. Mine used to be like a two or three page because I thought I need to get my peacock chest out and kind of tell people that I know every single videotape machine in the world and every non-linear edit in the world and every compositing thing in the tool and I'm great and there's 14 bullet points per thing and all that sort of stuff. It's just rubbish. It's just noise. What you want to do is just get short, sharp, sweet across. If you're going on a first date and all you done was talk at your date, they'll just go, I don't want this because you've told me everything. Have a bit of mystique, a bit of, you know, interest of what you want to offer to the future employer. It's a different episode, but this one is all about the credit card. So hopefully that's been interesting to you. It's a little bit, in, a little bit kind of sideways of the ways of thinking. We have to remember that this industry is full of characters. The industry is full of stories. So you can't be hiding in the shadows for this stuff. So for you to actually stand out from everyone else, you need to be able to look at the three-way win. Three-way win is A, people think you're doing something really nice for them and you're helping them out. B, you fill up that credit card. And C, you get the accreditation and, and knowledge from your supervisors to understand one day you might be the person who's put the hand up for the next particular role and it's not progressing forward. It's kind of saying if another department has something, the managers all talk and if they're sitting in some sort of boardroom or some sort of meeting and they go, we have an opening X, does anybody know someone? Your manager goes, my God, yeah, I can put that person forward and that's the, the key of starting out in this industry. Anyway, guys and girls, hope you've enjoyed this. It's an absolutely fantastic thing that I'm doing that I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm awesome. Just ask me. I'm saying it's great to get this out. When you've got a story and you want to tell, it's really cathartic to kind of talk and get it out. So thank you so much for letting me um, vent and have a chat. As always, have a great day.